Ladies and gentlemen, the man we welcome to the stage doesn't just speak because he wants to. He speaks because he was called to. Receiving life's messages is part of who he is, and spreading them is what he's meant to do. Without further ado, Wayne Looney. We're here. I'm here now. And as always, I want to thank you for choosing to be here with me. Today, I got a very important message that I'm really looking forward to sharing with you. And it's a message that I have received and am ready to share it with you. Today, I'm going to be talking about healing and healing ourselves and how we've all been given the power to do so. I'm going to be talking about how you tap into that power and I'm going to be using my own personal story and experience to do so. Now, most times when we hear healing, we think of something that is broken, damaged, or hurt, right? At least for me, those are the things that would pop into my mind. And that could be on a very, very small scale, like a scratch, a bruise, a cut, maybe even a broken bone being healed. Those are the things that I would think of. Or sometimes I would even think of a miracle. Someone was given a diagnosis, a doctor told them that, hey, this is uncurable, and they were miraculously healed of whatever they may be suffering from. But healing isn't always something miraculous. Healing often comes from the small things that we do on a daily basis. And if we know what those small things are, we all have the power to heal ourselves from whatever we may be suffering from. And that's spiritually, mentally, and physically. It's been my experience that I have been healed of all three. Listen, I'm here to tell you, each one of us, no matter how perfect you may view your life to be, each one of us has something to be healed of. And that is just the way that this life goes. Because each one of us has had to deal with adversity at one point or another, we have things that may be lingering from those adversities, no matter what they are, that need to be healed. For me, I've been pretty open and I've talked about my struggles with mental health. And I thought that I was always going to be a person who suffered from mental health issues. It wasn't until I started to look at that and I started to look closer at it and I started to believe, you know what, I have the power to heal myself or I have the power to take control of this. And it was that attitude that helped me take control of it. To say that I would never suffer from depression or any type of up and down in my mental state, I think would be an unrealistic expectation to set for myself or anyone. But I do feel like through the process of daily things that we can gain control of our mental health. And I've been able to do that. And one of the biggest things that played a role for me is journaling. A lot of times I would be dealing with feelings that I wouldn't be expressing that would weigh heavy on me, and that would eventually start to impact my mindset. The suppression of those feelings would start to suppress my mood, and I would go into these deep, dark, depressive states, and a lot of times I wasn't able to get myself out of it until I acknowledged those feelings and until I started to express them. So a good way for me to stop that from happening is to journaling. I journal every day. Some days it is a few sentences. Sometimes it is a couple of pages. Sometimes I just write down affirmations, anything that I feel like is going to help my mind or to set the tone for my day. That's something that I have done for a handful of years now, and it's been super helpful. Those of you who follow me on Instagram or Facebook, 
likely already know this because I used to share my journal page every day. I know that a lot of people were inspired and moved by some of these journal entries, and I want to thank every one of you who reached out to me to say so, but recently I had to decide to stop sharing my journal page because I felt like I was making it more for everyone else and less for myself. Those of you who are listening, I really hope that you can understand that, and I just want to let you know that I do appreciate you. Now, back to what I was saying is that journaling really helped me heal. And it helped me heal because it allowed me to gain control of my mental health by giving me a platform to express my feelings. A lot of times I wouldn't even know how I felt until I picked up the pen and started to write. That has helped me heal. That has helped me take control of my mental health. But what about physical health? Physical health is a big thing that I've struggled with as well. I have talked about my struggles with eating and comfort eating and overeating and how I allowed that to impact my health and how I've had ups and downs with my weight and how that has taken a toll on my body. But one part of that that I didn't share was that it also took a toll on some of my organs, specifically my kidneys. This is something I didn't know. I went to the doctor for a routine physical and blood work and I found out that the protein or creatinine levels in my kidneys were high, which meant that my kidneys weren't functioning quite as effective as they should. My doctor wasn't overly concerned at the time, but she did want me to come back in because she wanted to do a second blood test just to find out what exactly was going on. When I came back in the second time, my creatinine levels, I hope that I'm saying that correctly, were higher. At that point, she was a little bit concerned and she did refer me to a nephrologist, which is a kidney specialist. When I had my appointment with my nephrologist, I remember that we did a kidney ultrasound. He did additional blood work and went over my history. And when we finally met, he had all the stuff and he said, hey, it's, you know, it does look like your kidneys have been damaged. And I'm not sure why, but the ultrasound showed that there was some restricted blood flow and your kidneys seem slightly smaller than they should be which is a little abnormal, but based on the protein levels in your kidneys, I can tell that they are not functioning the way that they should be. And I said, um, hmm, uh, okay, so what does that mean? What he told me was once your kidneys start to show a decline, what happens is they continue to decline. They never really fully recover. As of now, I wouldn't have to be on dialysis, but eventually I would likely need a kidney transplant. I'm in my mid-20s at that point, and I'm like, okay, and uh, when do you anticipate that will happen? And he said, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but to avoid putting any extra stress on my kidneys, he advised me to stop doing any forms of strenuous exercise. I was only supposed to be doing light workouts, and at the time, I was competing in CrossFit and Olympic lifting, and I was also told that I should drink enough water each and every day and to stay away from any anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen. Then he got real and he said, if I were you, I would get married, I would have kids and I would do all the things that you want to do young because once your kidneys start to fail, it's likely that you won't be able to do a lot of the stuff that you're able to do now. I was shocked. I was hurt. I was surprised and it was something that I kept to myself. I didn't want to 
tell people about it because I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. And at that point in time, it wasn't actually impacting my health a whole lot. I was still able to act and function normally. Just down the road, I knew that I may have some health problems. And like I said, it did scare me because my grandfather had kidney disease and two of my uncles had kidney disease and needed to get transplants. So to have this nephrologist now telling me based on how my kidneys were functioning, I likely had stage three kidney disease was scary, scary for sure. Now, this was toward the end of 2016. At that point, I was a single man who was just starting to put my life back together after being in a depressive state for almost two years. I think part of my intuition and instincts felt like, you know what, I think I can do something about this. And at the time, I didn't know what it was, but I continued to focus on my health. Since then, I've significantly reduced my alcohol consumption, just not due to the doctor's recommendations, but just because I didn't want to put that level of stress on my kidneys. And even though I didn't stop the strenuous exercise and activity, when I did exercise, I made sure that I stay hydrated. I continue to see that nephrologist for my annual checkup for the past five years. And each time I would go in, he would tell me, your kidneys are slightly elevated still, but they do seem to be stable, which is a good thing. However, eventually they are going to decline. And when they do, we'll have to change our course of treatment because I wasn't taking any pills or anything to keep my kidneys stable. I just feel like some of the work that I was doing like not drinking too much alcohol, making sure that I was getting enough water each and every day was actually helping my kidneys stay stable. Now, in between appointments, I continued to work on myself. I continued to take care of my health the best I could. I continued to work on being a better person, being a better father, being a better husband, and just work on being a better human in the world and just to improve myself and to look within and to see where I had shortcomings and where I had weaknesses and where I had imperfections and see what I could do about them. And it took a lot of inner work, I will say. And it was not easy inner work. I had to face a lot of things or I chose to face a lot of things during the last few years that were really holding me back and were really difficult to face. And in the process, I began to heal myself mentally, right? What I realized was the more willing I became to look within, to let go of things that were holding me back or hurting me, the better person I seem to become. And I seem to have less pain and less suffering. And I was able to better express my emotions. It's funny because the more that you express your emotions, the less likely it is that you'll suffer from them. Hmm. Strange notion, right? A lot of times we're taught to suppress our feelings or to run from them or to hide from them. But when we actually deal with them and we actually just express them or find a way to get them out, what happens is they don't have to burden us. And as I continue to do that, I remember one day before I went to see my nephrologist again for my annual checkup, at this point, my wife is pregnant. So this was about a year ago. And I said to her, my appointment's tomorrow and I'm a little bit afraid. And she said, why are you afraid? I said, I'm afraid because I'm going to see my doctor and I'm afraid that he's going to tell me that my protein levels in my kidneys are elevated even more. Before, I would tell myself, you know what, if I don't get better, then it'll just be what it is and I'll deal with it when it happens and that'll be that. But now that we have another kid on the way, I'm scared and I'm scared for my health. And I'm scared for my well-being for myself, but also for you and the kids. And I remember my wife reassured me and she said, 
it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. You just have to keep believing that everything's going to be okay. I was a little bit reluctant just to accept that, but I knew that having a positive attitude and having an optimistic attitude was the only thing that I could do. So I went with it. Well, the next day I went to my doctor, I sat down with him and he kind of had this look of confusion on his face. Now, I would say when you go to your doctor, any type of doctor, you don't really want to see a look of confusion on his face. And, <laughs> and that actually made me a little bit concerned. But after I sat down, he looked at me and he said, hmm, well, maybe you never had kidney disease. And I said, uh, uh, wh- wh- what? And he said, maybe you never had kidney disease because I'm looking at the blood work that you had done and um, looks like your kidneys are functioning normally again. At that point, I really wanted to be like, bro, will you just please elaborate? However, what I really said was, how do you mean? And he said, yeah, it looks like your kidneys are functioning normally again. So that's great. What I'll do is I'll have you come back for your annual checkup next year. And as long as everything still looks good, I'll just discharge you to your regular physician. I probably looked as confused as he did, but I shook his hand and I thanked him and I left. And I remember getting in the car and just kind of sitting there before I pulled away. And I just, that is when it clicked for me. And that's when it started to make sense. And that's when I came to the conclusion that a lot of the inner work that I had done over the past few years had not only helped me heal myself mentally, but had also allowed me to heal myself physically. I believe, I truly believe this, I was able to heal myself and to heal my body from something that no medication could heal. Now, I want to interject here and say I didn't heal myself on my own. Yes, I had to do the work. Yes, I had to be willing to do the inner work. However, it was through the support of the people around me and also trusting my intuition and having faith and belief in the universe's plan or God's plan, whatever word you want to use for me. That's how I believe I was able to heal myself. And that's how I believe everyone is able to heal themselves through belief, through faith, and through doing the inner work. Now, I know you're probably thinking, this sounds like some crazy spiritual religious type stuff he's talking about. And if you're thinking that, I promise it's not. There's actually scientific data to back up some of the claims that I'm making. I recently just finished a book called The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. If you listen to my podcast on what our childhood could teach us, I talked about how I believe everyone has had some type of trauma in their life and not all trauma is traumatic. Well, in this book by Bezel A. Vanderklook, he talks about how the majority of diseases and the majority of things that our bodies physically may suffer from, 80% of them are caused by stress or stress hormone, but also how trauma or certain traumatic things can be stored in certain parts of our body. And as a doctor, how he was able to use alternative forms of therapy to help people reconnect with their mind and reconnect with their body. And in the process, they were able to heal or deal with the trauma and they would gain feeling back in places in their body that they had lost feeling in or how they were able to heal themselves or recover from chronic pains or chronic diseases. And here I was having a very real experience of that myself. If you look at it, you can say that the self-improvement, the inner work, the things that I had done 
over the years to improve myself were an alternative form of therapy, which helped me deal with the trauma in my life, which helped me move on past it and in turn help my body recover and to heal itself. That's when, like I said, it all made sense for me. This is why I'm sharing the story is because I want you to know that you also have the power to heal yourself. We've all been given this power. We've been given this power, if you want to call it God, if you want to call it God's, if you want to call it the universe, it doesn't matter. We all have this ability. And once we realize that we have it, we can tap into it. I'm not saying that it happens overnight, trust me. But first, it takes a belief. And then second, it takes the willingness to do the work. And like I said, it's small stuff every day. The small stuff that you do every day to improve yourself, to improve your circumstance, to improve your life, to improve your health, to improve your body is going to begin to heal you. I promise. These daily things are going to look different for everybody. I mentioned that I did journaling and that I did a lot of self-improvement and inner work to heal myself and to look within to let go of trauma. But maybe your body has been storing the pain for a long time and you do have a chronic disease or you are dealing with chronic pain. Maybe that means that you keep taking your medication and that you make sure that you're going to your doctor's appointments or that you are treating your body differently by stretching or going for walks. Maybe you're a person like me who has dealt with or deals with mental health issues. Maybe you're on medication and maybe that means that you keep taking your medication. But in the meantime, you start working on yourself and you start looking within and you start looking at whatever you may be suffering from mentally as something that you have the power to take control of and you have the power to heal yourself of. Maybe it just means that you're changing your perspective or your view on how you should treat your body and in turn, treat your mind. And that is going to help you heal. Like I said, everybody's circumstance and life is different. But if you trust your intuition and you start to ask yourself the questions, how can I heal myself? I promise the answers will come. And when you can start to heal yourself and you can start to bring that energy into your life, everything in your life is going to start looking different. But this is something that you have to believe in. And this is something that you have to trust. And believe me, you have to trust the process because depending on how long that pain has been stored in your body or how long you've been dealing with something mentally, it may take a while for you to heal yourself from it. There are going to be times when you think you are healed and it's going to come back. I want you to be okay with this because as long as you believe in the process and trust in the process of your healing, it's going to work out. I promise. So that's all I have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that my story can serve as a message of hope for anyone who may be suffering from something physically, mentally, or spiritually. I hope that my story can inspire you to look at your life from a perspective of healing, because healing can take many forms. I hope that my story gives you the courage to take a look at anything that needs to be healed in your life and allows you to ask yourself the right questions and allows you to take the right steps in order to heal it. So once again, I want to thank those who choose and who continue to choose to listen this far. If you're listening to this during the day, I hope you have a wonderful day. If you're listening to it at night, I hope you have a wonderful night. And until next time, know that I am sending positive energy and love your way. Thank you.